from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. I made you a promise at the beginning of the week, and I keep my promises. I said Syracuse players would be coming onto this show to speak on the Syracuse Orange, and I am elated, honored, and thankful that we have had so many Syracuse players grace the stage here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. The brotherhood is strong, and the brotherhood has included numerous players on the show, including Rob Carpenter, as well as Jay Bromley, Dana Cottrell, Michael Owens, Ian McIntosh, all joined the show in the middle of the week this week. And we were also joined by Jerome Smith, Todd Philcox, and Rob Conrad. And now we are joined by a center in the history of the Syracuse Orange. That's Corey Bowen. He just drove by the TIAA Bank Field in Jacksonville, Florida. And there's a part of me that wants to give it a hug, and there's a part of me that wants to spit a loogie. So I'm not happy right now with what's going on right now in Jacksonville. I want them to get better. I want them to improve. And I really don't like the fact that it's taken so long for them to get some respect. And now people are just going to throw it in the garbage so quickly because the team's struggling. But if anybody's going to help me make my argument, it's an offensive lineman. So with that being said, Corey, you're on the broadcast. How are we doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, and 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 obviously, all jokes aside, I would never spit at the stadium. So, but <laughs> but I but it is uh, you know it is a trying time for the Jacksonville Jaguars. You are obviously a former offensive lineman playing center for the Syracuse Orange. So I want to start with with that. You know, just how under appreciated that 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 is, and 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 in the case of the Jacksonville Jaguars losing their center, their left tackle and their left guard this season, and having both their right tackle and right guard on the injury report at some point this season. Just what that does to a team. You were on the line. You know how important the guys were flanking you on both sides, and you know how important it is to be at the center position. So bring me into why I I think you can kind of expand the case that not having those guys out there obviously is going to make a lot of people look bad. Yeah, I mean, you, you just you need the cohesion of those five guys up front for making the calls to knowing where the guy's going to put place his right foot, you're going to place your left foot, uh, just the, the, the combination blocks. It all goes hand in hand. When you have a guy that you're not used to uh, playing next to you, it just it, it messes up the timing, and you don't really have uh, a chance to gel as fast as you normally would with playing with guys you're, you're typically used to playing with. And the fact of the Jaguars, you, know, you look at them right now, they've got – he has so many injuries on that team. It's just really, really tough to overcome. Uh, and, 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 and if, you, if you, you revert back to Syracuse, we've been blessed with some pretty good health up front this year, and I think that makes a big difference. Yeah, I mean, in, in all honesty, with all the injuries that have happened to the Jaguars, I, I almost liken it to a team that's an expansion team because you're just kind of putting together, a, like, hey, you want to come out of retirement? Hey, you want to play? Hey, you're a third stringer? Hey, you don't want to – I mean, it's, it's just kind of like you're taking whatever you can take in the expansion draft, so to speak, when you're on your fourth left tackle of the season. Well, when you want to take your next step as a football team and a football program, you've got to be good, you've got to be talented, but you also have to be lucky. You have to have some breaks. And, you know, anytime you're dealing with the multitude of injuries that they've had, 
it's just going to be tough, really, really tough to overcome unless you have some type of uh, special player like number 12, Tom Brady, or, or number two, Eric Dungey, bringing out the cape and going out there on Saturdays and Sundays and getting it done. So it, it really is difficult, and uh, you need to be lucky sometimes when it comes to health. Absolutely. Speaking here with Corey Bowen, Syracuse Orange alum, played center for the the Syracuse Orange and had a lot of success with some amazing teammates as well. So are you saying that maybe it's not all Nate Hackett and Blake Bortles' fault like everybody wants to say it is? Well, I mean, I, you know, I thought I think the thing of Hackett is a pretty bright-minded individual. He's a younger guy that uh, has been successful at all levels. You know, I just again, it comes back to if you're playing with your fourth, fifth, sixth best options, how good can you actually be in that league? The margins are so small uh, to where you when you have injuries like that, it's just it's really, really difficult to get things going. Absolutely, and 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 Corey, to to flip to the other side. And, you know, to talk about the Syracuse Orange, you had the opportunity to come up for the game at Flor- against Florida State in the Dome, and then you just went to the regular season finale at Boston College. Speak with me on how far this team has come from the first game you went to to this last game you went to, and if you saw this coming when you were in the Dome up against Florida State, or if this team has somewhat surprised you this year. I, I, I go back to Dino Babers and how consistent how his approach is, and he's he's got a way of delivering his message to his kids that are that are that are spot on. They get it. Uh, he's got a unique system, and it gives people's fits. It, 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 if you really break it down and look at it, it's really not that complicated what they're doing. It's it, they run one or two run plays inside, but they're consistent with their approach and they're hammering it home. And, and they're getting it done. This offensive line has been really, really good this year. Uh, I, I look across the board, and you got some big-bodied individuals that can move and are athletic, are definitely in shape uh, with a multitude of, of offense they run every single day. And I, I just think the backs run hard, and it puts so much pressure on the defense and what they're trying to do. And, they, you know, they're running box runs, and they're, and they're running against the box. And, you know, if you got five guys in there, they're going to, you know, they're going to run the ball. And you're going to make you stop it until you start bringing other people in. And then that's when Eric goes around and chucks all over the park. And what they're doing right now is, is spectacular. I, I couldn't tell you how happy I am that, that Coach Babers is here and, he, and he's our guy. And hopefully we get to keep him for a long, long time. And that's the other part of this is, you know, the hashtag PayDino is out there. You know, we don't know the inner workings of the conversations of Syracuse. They, they always like to uh, err on the side of, you know, mum – Mum's the word, so to speak. They don't like to give out any information and let people know what they're thinking or what they're doing. But we would imagine that they are trying to lock up a coach that is that is uh, you know far better than than anything that they've had in a long time. So where do you stand on this this hashtag Paydino? And what would be your kind of words of caution or words of wisdom to Syracuse at this point? Well, I, you know, I, I think it's it's the reality of the the world, the climate we live in right now. Um, you know, let's let's face it, these are multi-million dollar businesses. I mean, that's what what it is. I mean, with the Division One athletics, and when you have a guy that you've identified that fits the community, that fits your program, and is the right fit, then as a university, you need to do what you can in order to secure that person for the long haul. And I think John Wildhack, you know, he, he's doing everything first class at this university. Um, I think he 
is a very, very smart individual that knows how to get things done. If you look at his background through ESPN and, and his early stint here at Syracuse, you know, he's going to figure out a way to get this done. And, and uh, you know, for, from Dino's standpoint, he's done nothing but uh, deserve all these accolades right now. And he's going to be a guy that, you know, whether it's this year or next year or the year after that, it's going to be a hot name on, on the market. And, uh, you know, we're hoping that he's a guy that's going to be committed to staying here at Syracuse for the long haul. Speaking here with Corey Bowen in Syracuse, Orange football history as a center for the team. Corey, are there any parallels, any connections, anything you can see from the connection of this year's team to one another and your teams that you had at Syracuse? Are there any parallels that stick out to you? Well, we both teams had a special guy at the quarterback position. You know, I was fortunate enough to play with Donovan McNabb and, you know, I look at Eric Dungy and the kid's just a winner. Um, you know, he's a tough kid. He, he goes down with the, with the parent back injury at Notre Dame and comes back and does what he does at BC. Um, that's special. When that guy is your leader in the room, it makes things a lot easier uh, on, on everyone else. And, and guys can rally around that position. And, you know, I just think these kids are, are figuring out how to win. You know, they've they've taken the baby steps the last couple of years, and now they're putting it together where, you know, a team gets it within seven points, and all of a sudden you look up 10 minutes later, and, you know, we're up by 21 to 28. So I think they're figuring out a lot of things. It looks like they're having a having a ball out there. I wish I was with them. And, uh, you know, they're going to get to experience something here pretty special, getting to go to a bowl game. And, you know, what that does for a program, it's an extra spring ball practice where you get the young guys, you can develop them. But it's also a reward for the guys, their hard work. They get to go to hopefully a sunny site in Orlando uh, where you, know, you get to go to Disney World, you go to the beach, you, you know, you're with your teammates one more week. Uh, and it's really, really special for both the players and the families. And, and you just mentioned that. You mentioned, you know, down in sunny Florida, and the notion is that, you know, this could be a, uh, a warm-weather bowl for the team. I got them at the Camping World Bowl. I trust my sources. Camping World Bowl, Camping World Stadium, Orlando, Florida, December 28th, 5.15 p.m. Eastern time, nationally televised game, and the, uh, the opportunity to potentially play West Virginia – an old-time rival. What do you think about that situation? And have they earned the right to uh, for us to? And, and again, this is no offense, but can we please stop talking about the pinstripe ball and them playing in twelve-degree weather? Well, I mean, here's the thing. There's a couple, couple things with this. One, you get the chance to play for the Schwarzwalder Bowl again, Schwarzwalder Trophy, which uh, would which would be nice against West Virginia. Um, obviously, you'd like to play in Orlando. It's a warm weather game. It's a you know against a higher ranked opponent. Uh, but all bowl games aren't bad. Listen, we we haven't been to one in a long time at Syracuse. So if it does fall to the pinstripe bowl, you know what? As a 19, 20, 21-year-old kid, I could think of worse places to be uh, for four or five days than New York City. So they're all good. They're all special. Uh, brings us back to uh, my retro freshman year where you know we shared a tie of the Big East title uh, with uh, Virginia Tech in uh, Miami. It was a three-way tie. And we got slotted to the Liberty Bowl. And a lot of guys weren't happy about going. We had one of the best times of our lives at that place. I mean, it, it, every place you go is unique, uh, how they handle the players. And it's just – it's an honor and a privilege to be able to get to go play after the holidays. That coming from Corey Bowen, Syracuse Orange football alum. And, and Corey, before I, I let you go here, Eric Dungy, we talked about it a little bit off the air, but do you see him as an NFL talent? Is he somebody that should get a look? Just what you can say about his ability – his play, his desire. I mean, he, he's done so much. So 
First and foremost, what can you say he's been to this team in your opinion? Secondly, if you're an NFL franchise, do you give him a look? Well, he's the straw that stirs the drink, no doubt about it, for Syracuse University. Just his playmaking ability, his heart, his hustle, uh, and his leadership. From an NFL standpoint, you know, I, I know this is a pretty weak quarterback class that is coming out. I don't know where he stands from a draftability standpoint, but I do know this. A player of his caliber is going to get an opportunity, whether it's a middle-round guy, priority free agent, whatever that may be. I'm not betting against that kid making a football team. That kid is going to figure out a way to get it done, and I can think of a lot of people that would love to have them in their in their organization. Uh, I, I just think he's a winner. That coming from Corey Bowen. And Corey, and finally, you know, in conclusion here, just what you can say about, you know, being a part of this and seeing Syracuse get to where they've gotten to to be a part of this history uh, two-part question, just what it means to you as an alum to see the team having success and nine wins again. And then on top of that, uh, the, the notion of the fact that Dino Babers did not get ACC Coach of the Year, despite the fact that they were picked to finish last in the Atlantic, they finished second in the Atlantic and technically second overall because they had a better overall record than the entire Coastal Division, including Pittsburgh. And then you put on top of that the fact that they're in the AP and the coaches poll for the first time together in 17 years. First college football playoff poll ranking ever. First four-win start to the season, 4-0 start to the season since 1991. First at least nine wins since 2001. So you put all that together. I mean, obviously, Dabo Sweeney is doing great things, not to take anything away from him. The reality of it all, though, is that Dino Babers did an entire season of what he wasn't supposed to do. So first part is... How does it feel to be an alum and see this team have the success they're having? Second part, did Dino get snubbed as ACC Coach of the Year? You know, for the first part, uh, I could tell you every Saturday, uh, you, end up, you somehow end up on a group text with 10 or 15 guys, and you know, every play, that you know, somebody's making a comment, they're living and dying by everything that's going on. So that's, it's special. We haven't been able to do that in a long time, and uh, it's really, really neat to see. And uh, just, it, it's actually bringing back a lot of, our relationships that we had, you know, 20 years ago where maybe you haven't talked to some guys in a while, but they come up for the Florida state game, everybody gets together. And that's been really special and unique. And it's, 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 it's been great to see, uh, as far as the, the coach of the year honors, I, I listen, Dino, if Dino won it, he did, he totally deserved it, but it's, I, I'm, I like Dabble Sweeney too. I think Dabble Sweeney is a pretty good, pretty cool cat. And, uh, he's a guy I would, I would like to play for too. He's, I think he does things the right way. Obviously, he's had a tremendous success there. They, they have a little more tools than we do. But, um, I, you know, I, I, when it comes to individual award, awards, I know as a program we never really worried about that. With team success comes individual rewards. And if you look at, you know, Andre Sisco uh, becoming, you know, ACC Rookie of the Year on defense, and you, know, you look at some of the guys that, that we have, I think we had nine or ten guys on the all-ACC team. It's been a long time since we've had that number. So I think things are, are, are going in the right direction. We have a lot of people coming back, and I think Dino has this thing set up for a sustained run here, and that, that's going to be exciting to watch. Absolutely. That coming from Corey Bowen as the games continue, and if they come down to Florida, it's going to be easier for you to do your thing as well as Todd Philcox and company. So I appreciate it. I thank you for your time. I'll be in your neck of the woods this weekend, and 
I, uh, I definitely look forward to getting to speak with you again and hopefully getting to see you soon, Corey. So thank you for all you've done. Thank you for connecting with me and, and thank you for connecting me to the greater network of some of these wonderful Syracuse football players. So, you, you know, you, you're a humble guy. You do things out of the goodness of your heart from, from my point of view. And, uh, you know, I, I just I want to thank you for making it very easy for me to expand who we're talking to and what we're doing. You're just uh, very easy to, to speak with and, and the things that you've done and, and how you've helped out Wake Up Call just by making a couple phone calls and whatnot goes a long way. So please know that I appreciate that. No problem. Go Orange.